The following is a conversation with KBEK's Rockin' Robin Riley with Recovering Hope Treatment Center President Sadie Brockmeyer right here on Q Media's On Demand. Good morning. How you doing, dear? I'm doing great. Just ready to hunker down for the holiday week. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot going on. We were chatting before we came out of just all the people. You really do a lot of work with Santa, don't you, this time of year? I do. We even have our Santa, which may or may not be our CEO. <laughs> Hopefully none of the kids are listening at Recovering Hope. Um, they're five, so I doubt they are. But um, he comes in on Christmas Eve as Santa and able to provide that experience for them. So I always laugh because it just melts my heart. I'm like, <laughs> It's cute where to else see can you work where the CEO comes in on a holiday too? You, you gotta love that, okay? And do, does he, he? He has his own beard, or does he have to kind of help? He gets a fake one, I believe. He does kind of have a. I, don't, I actually don't know if he has a beard. Um, and then he's got a Santa suit and. He's got the his own little belly. So. His own little belly. He doesn't have to manufacture that. It comes with the season, right? Nope. <laughs> I know that feeling, so I can't say much. All right, my dear. Well, I always like to, I'm always thinking of that person that might be listening for the first time and doesn't really know, you don't have to give a, a full round thing, but discuss a little bit what Recovering Hope does and how they help people. Recovering Hope is a 108-bed substance use facility for women, women and children, and pregnant women, and we're located right behind the Grand Event Center. A lot of people in our community think maybe we are a homeless shelter or a women's shelter or a smaller facility and are quite surprised when they do have the opportunity to see what we do in person. We serve clients all over the state of Minnesota, and we're one of four places where a mom can seek treatment with their child. One of the biggest barriers that women have, and I know we've talked about this before, especially with the enhanced stress of COVID and the pandemic, is that women aren't able to seek services because they are the primary caregiver for kiddos. And so this allows for them not to have to choose between being present for their kids or being there and the caretaker for their kiddos, despite having a substance use disorder and getting services they need. It makes such a difference. And I just saw this when you were talking about that, how, you know, this is now more available. How long has Recovering Hope been doing what they're doing? We've been open since 2016, so we're on our fifth year. And around year three, we decided to open a mental health clinic for our community. And so we have a separate building with a separate entrance for substance use, outpatient treatment, mental health services, um, different education training opportunities. We do a learning over lunch um, the third Wednesday of every month. So you'll be able to see that we'll, in January we're going to do how to quit smoking um, or how to help somebody quit smoking. So that's something that you could attend if you're like, this is my New Year's intention. Right. And I always say intention and not resolution because I feel like it gives me a little bit more leeway <laughs> to adjust it. So if your intention this year is to quit smoking, you can join us for that. And then February, I'll be doing a, a naloxone training, talking about being able to get clean syringes and also um, fentanyl test strips is something that we're able to offer for our community now. And then in March, we're going to do what's called QPR, which is um, crisis prevention, um, how to deal with um, maybe somebody in your family that's struggling. What do you do if one of your friends, like for high schoolers, if somebody comes in and your friend says, I don't, I don't want to live anymore, how do you handle that as a peer? And so those will be some upcoming things we're using our training room for. That is just a, a wonderful. I have it right in our backyard. And I did want to just clarify too, 
Uh, again, this is in Mora. It's right behind the Grand Event Center. So the service road off of 65 there, you know where American is. It's right back there. But I also want to mention anybody who's listening, because I know our signal goes out to a lot of different areas, and really anybody can call and find out about, you know, getting more information. Go online. It's available to anyone. It's not just specifically this area. For sure. We have telehealth services. So if you're from a a little bit further out and it's too far to drive, is that you're able to participate in all of our outpatient services um, via telehealth. Sure. And so you're a therapist. And when this first started at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, this is terrible. And we have found (laughs) such benefits to people being able to access that, especially here in a rural community where we might not have transportation or you might work and Timberland Trails doesn't always go in the evening. And that might be the only time you can get services. Um, So it just opens doors for people to get the services they need, especially with COVID. If you're high risk, you're able to just participate from home. We also have our Canabic County Jail guys. I say guys, but there's women there too. But most of the (laughs) program uh, jail guys are guys. And so they actually telehealth into our service. And we've just seen such success with that because they get engaged while they're um, sitting their time. And then they um, are released from the jail and they're able to go to a residential program for men, which um, may be anywhere in the state of Minnesota. And then they're already connected with their outpatient group. So they just come back in in person and are able to see the people they'd been working with before. So we just see higher retention rates. And it's just a cool way of providing services that wouldn't be available if telehealth wasn't here. Yes, we have had some advantages, if you will, learning from this current COVID situation. So that is a good outset there. So Sadie, today you wanted to touch a little bit bit about it is the holiday season it can be especially tough for folks Uh, share some of that information with us today so the holidays are upon us right Right. and while social media made for tv movies and twinkly lights maybe may make people feel like everyone but them is aware of the holiday or is in a wash of the holiday cheer feelings of grief and sadness are often heightened by the holidays those that have been further exacerbated by the isolation and loss of life stemming from the pandemic. While grief affects all genders, Recovering Hope clinical therapist Carissa had said um, men often find it difficult to cope with grief because of the dichotomy between their feelings and societal expectations for male behavior. Mental health researchers describe this dichotomy as the man box, and I put that in quotes. I know you guys can't see me. But the man box places men in an emotional straitjacket where they think they must act strong, stoic, and non-emotional. Often when men suppress feelings of grief for too long, those feelings manifest themselves in unhealthy ways through anger, self-doubt, or poor health. It's high time we normalize the fact that no one, uh, no matter what your gender is, maintaining good health, 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 mental health practices is as important as keeping your physical health. And some warning signs over this um, holiday season to watch for with your family and loved one is that everyone reacts to grief and sadness differently. Men often exhibit changes in their behavior that provide signals that they might be suffering silently. Withdrawal canceling plans at the last minute, decreased contact with friends and loved ones, suppressed emotions, avoiding subjects, situations that can cause pain, having anger, overacting to simple situations, making people feel like they're walking on eggshells in their presence. Lack of follow-through can be another warning sign where there's shrinking work and personal responsibilities, losing interest in hobbies or societal activities, social activities. 
increased physical problems like backache, sickness, um, logging usually high sick time at work. And workaholism, buying oneself into work to avoid personal issues or um, situations, and substance use, increasing reliance on alcohol or addictive substances to escape mental and physical anguish. And some ways to help if you're sus- uh, if you suspect somebody is, you know is dealing with grief, being able to reach out with empathy, doing your best to maintain a connection, minimizing feelings of making them feeling singled out, offer to work together as a family to manage grief. And suggest activities that honor and celebrate the loved one's life, like going to ice going to ice fishing at dad's favorite spot or making your wife's favorite meal. And recommend professional help. Um, there's telehealth services. So a lot of times what we're seeing right now with COVID is it's with our elderly population who might not be able to come out in um, – might be high risk themselves and might want to do telehealth from the comfort of their home. And once you're able to set up your loved one with a a tablet to do that, you can show them. I've seen um, a lot of older Americans being able to manage um, navigating that. I just had helped my dad do online shopping and I never in my life would have thought he would have (laughs) been able to figure out his tablet on his own. And the only part that he needed help with was he just wanted to make sure that the website was a legit one and not one of those ones that was going to steal his identity. So I was super impressed with that. And we've just seen that more and more um, with all different people. And so we're able to kind of talk them through on the phone how to get set up. And after the first couple of times, it's amazing to see it the connection and the support you can get telehealth too. Sure. And I know, I'm just thinking this too, thinking my brother is is one, he doesn't do the internet at all. He just doesn't. And I know uh, if he's had to meet with someone, especially during this COVID time when they couldn't go in to see, uh, they did do over the phone. Now I know it's different. I know it's strictly one-on-one there. You're not in the group setting with like a Zoom call or whatever, but still he was able to stay in touch and do what he needed to do. Uh, and it was really nice that the therapist was able to still do that with him. Yep, we for sure are able to do that. Um, what's nice about the, for once, the federal and the state had their poop together. <laughs> <laughs> and they acknowledged that, especially in a rural com- right. community, a lot of times um, the people that I'm working with might have a poor internet connection. Exactly. Or they might be on Zoom or the telehealth platform and just be in and out and I can't, and they're backlogged. It, it interrupts the cycle. Um, so much to be able to have internet issues. And so a lot of times I'll tell them just to hang up and we do it over the phone, which allows for that ongoing conversation. It's not ideal because, you know, it's a people with feeling, but if that's the option that's available, it's better than nothing. Absolutely. It's just a communication in that not feeling alone, not being isolated, going over, knowing that, you know, there's care there. There's all the above, right? And I know this specifically today, you were talking a little bit about guys, but I think uh, you can tell things when you know your loved one well enough. And when these things start to change, it's good to know that, okay, these are some of the steps. And if someone's listening today and they have someone they're concerned about. Sadie, can they just get a hold of you guys and talk about their concern? I mean, or what is the next step in a situation like that? Um, they can call Recovering Hope at 844-314-84... Or Oh my gosh, four seven six three. It's hopeless. I'm not laughing at you. Three three one four eight 
314-814-HOPE, which I think is 4673. Or I'm also going to give you a crisis text line. Sometimes it can be hard to pick up that phone. So if it's midnight and Recovering Hope's not open and you're in a crisis situation, is to call seven four or to text seven four one seven four one. And if you don't remember that, if you would just click on um, Google and type in crisis text line, um, it'll pop up and somebody immediately responds to you as well. And that'll be able to get you through whatever's going on at the whatever time until you can get appointments. Um, I did want to say that I know that the the information that I was talking about, I geared it more towards COVID, but they just had released some data that said that more people have died um, in 2021 from, or for 2020, 2021 from opiate overdose um, for the ages of 18 to 35. And I think a lot of times we focus on like the elderly or um, those um, kind of lifespan, ex, you know, like, I don't the lifespan ending, right? So mm-hmm. when somebody's a later in their life, we are, we've kind of prepared ourselves for that in a, some capacity. I'm not saying that that's not hard or difficult or challenging, but as a, you know, like as a, a, a daughter, I know that my mom most likely sometime will die in my lifetime, right? I don't like to think about it, but it's, um, it can be a different type of grief when it's that unexpected younger person passing away and making sure that we're acknowledging even some of those soft losses that we're experiencing. Um, I think around the holidays times too is if you have somebody who's in active addiction in your life and you're expecting them to be at at the holiday events, that can be a a type of loss in itself. They might still physically be living, but they're a shell of who they are. Mm -hmm. They're not participating in activities or coming over. And a lot of that's related to shame, right? I think of um, people don't intentionally say like, I'm not going to go to go to Christmas this year because I, I want to really stick it to my mom. It's a lot of times is if I know that I don't look healthy or I know that I have to be under the influence or if I don't go under the influence, I'm going to be under, with, uh, over, under withdrawal. And I, I don't want to face that or I don't want to have to answer questions about like, how are you doing? Um, and so just kind of being aware of um, those different soft, soft presence of soft, I call them soft grief is griefs or soft losses too yeah it's something to think about because there's so much more to it you can't look at something just on the face of it there's usually a backstory and more going on and being attuned to that but the main thing is people know they can get help and they have assistance out there so again uh, you can call Sadie's Bunch there I'll put it that way at the 844-314-HOPE so that's 4673 correct Yep. I only have that in front of me. Trust me, it's a, it's a longer one, so I wouldn't remember. And you can make inquiries, by the way, at Recovering Hope, too. It's it's inquiries at recoveringhope.life. You can email them there. All the contact information, everything is at recoveringhope.life. Uh, please go there and, and do whatever you need to do. Get some information. It's, it's a wonderful facility. They have grown exponentially in the time, even since I've known Sadie. It's just crazy how... It just keeps growing. It's such a great facility. You're doing some good good work, my dear, really. Thank you. You and your whole bunch. Well, can I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year? Of course. Absolutely. I do. All of you, okay? Your whole family, everybody there. And we'll look forward to our date on the 3rd. I can't. Uh, I've got it in my schedule, okay. which is why every Sunday night I'm like, oh, yep, yeah, I got to be there. It. <laughs> it looks like it'll be the 17th if I'm looking at my can- uh, calendar right, and we will catch up with you at that time. So please take care, and thanks again for your time, my dear. Perfect. Thank you. You bet. You've been listening to a Q Media Group production.